0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW group void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions
2: 18 plus. The Bible says, be not deceived. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. All right, it's 4 p.m. on Wall
3: Street. Do you know where your money is?
5: Welcome to Financial Issues. I'm Shanna Bird. I'm continuing on for Dan Celia, our beloved founder who has gone into glory. And if you're watching, you know what the surprise is. I'm in the studio today. So it's just today. Don't get too excited. But it has been a great uh, time this weekend. We did have the service for Dan over the weekend. It was wonderful. It truly was a celebration of a life well lived and a race well run. And we got to celebrate Dan's life and all the work that he did for the Lord and rejoice for him that he is receiving his eternal rewards in eternity right now. So if you didn't get a chance to watch the live stream, I do believe that it's up on the website. You can find that at financialissues.org or FISM.tv. You can see uh, the service there. It was just a really great tribute to a really wonderful man. And we miss him dearly, and it is a bittersweet thing to be here in the studio getting to do the show live today. And we are live, so if you want to call in, you'll be maybe the first or second caller in the queue. The number here is 610-363-1110. We're also going to be taking some social, uh, some questions if you, or comments if you want to post up there. We're live on Facebook. You can share us with your friends there. You can also watch from the websites or uh, the phone app. Uh, we encourage you to download that phone app so that you can take us with us wherever you go. You can be sure that you're never without financial issues. And if you're used to, to watching us or listening to us on the radio, Uh, reach out and contact the place where you see us and let them know that you want to keep financial issues. As we're going through this transition time here at the ministry, um, we want, we are committed to staying here, to building on the wonderful foundation that Dan has, uh, that the Lord has built through Dan's life, and uh, to continue to be a blessing and a support to our partners and to all the listening audience. We are intending to stay true to the Principles that financial issues was founded on in fact, we have a a board meeting happening here today That um, and I've got to visit with so many of the board members and the staff here and everyone is just Committed to continuing in excellence the legacy that Dan has left So let's take a look at some financial issues this morning. So last week we saw Uh, The market end on a positive day. On Friday, the Dow rose uh, 1.47 percent, the S&P climbed 2.4 percent, and the NASDAQ jumped 3.8 percent. In spite of those strong closes, the market was still down for the week, but we did see a little bit of a bounce on Friday. So that puts us from the market highs in November of 2021. The S&P is now down uh, almost 17%. It did dip into bear territory last week, but rebounded a little bit out. And the NASDAQ is down 27% year-to-date. So definitely into bear market there. We are seeing a little bit of weakness in the futures, uh, in the pre-open right now for the market. So it's a little bit uncertain if we're going to have a, a good day or a, a bad day in the market, but we can't let that make us have a good day or a bad day, right? We have to keep a, a biblical worldview on our finances, and that's what we're trying to do here at Financial Issues. So last week... Um, we missed. I missed Friday with you because I was traveling here. Import prices came in for April, and they were up 0.6%. That was less than what was expected. That is a little bit of good news. So we've seen really, really high inflation here lately, and one of the ways that we get inflation in is to import inflation. So to see that down just a little bit is a good sign. However... Gas prices, as of yesterday morning, were at an all-new high. The national average for gas prices is now $4.47 a gallon. Diesel fuel reached uh, $5.56 a gallon, up from $5.45 just a week ago. So if you listened to Biden's speech last week about inflation, you know, inflation is now his number one domestic priority. Um, that's good news, I guess, but uh, bad news that he's not really going to be able to do much about it. He it, he wants to continue to blame a lot of this on, of course, everybody else but himself. He wants to call the gas prices the the Putin price hike, but you know, here at Financial Issues, we're going to continue to remind you of the facts. So gas prices are up a dollar seventeen cents per gallon. That's thirty five percent since the Ukrainian invasion. In February, um, they were they're up to four forty-seven from three dollars and thirty cents. A dollar seventeen, thirty-five percent up since the Ukrainian invasion. But gasoline is up a hundred and twelve percent since November of twenty twenty. So when you know, right after Biden, quote unquote, was elected to the presidency. We had already seen prior to the Ukrainian invasion a 56% increase. That's a bigger percentage increase from election to invasion than we've seen from invasion to now. So, you know, sorry, Biden, you own the majority of this hike in gas prices. Gas prices went up not because of Putin invading uh, the Ukraine, but gas prices went up because of your campaign promises to go green, uh, to kill the Keystone Pipeline, and to demonize fossil fuels. And in spite of all of those campaign promises in the speech last week, Biden also bragged about how uh, oil and gas production is now, uh, is, is greater in his first year in office than it was during his predecessor. So although he would never mention President Trump, who, Uh, made America great again or was on the way to making America great again, Uh, made us energy independent. You know, all of those great things made a great business environment, changed our tax structure, Um, which, by the way, he took a lot of Trump's ideas. If I didn't know better, I would think that somebody took some plays out of President Trump's playbook and fed them into Biden's Teleprompter, <laughs> and he really never knew the difference. But so many of, so much of what he said about how he's going to fight inflation, were all Trump's ideas and things that Trump actually was successful in doing. So he's right about that. Gas and oil production is up, but you know what? He doesn't really have a choice. It's making the, the heads of the left spin. But you know, rig count is up. Uh, that number came out on Friday, and it continues to climb. This is good. This is going to help us, you know, with with fuel prices, even though we're seeing gas prices higher in spite of his efforts to uh, lower gas prices by doing the release of the, the strategic oil, uh, reserve, the 180 million barrels that he's releasing uh, right now. So uh, retail sales come out tomorrow. We're going to keep an eye on that. They have been uh, trending upward, mostly because of inflation. You know, we're going to spend more money um, on things that we buy because of inflation. So we 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 do expect retail sales to be up. Um, if they're not up, that means that demand is losing steam because we're going to see them up, you know, due to inflation, be elevated because of inflation. But if they drop faster than expected, you know, that could indicate that the Fed needs to back off a little bit. But at some point, you know, we're going to reach what I call price stickiness, where uh, consumers are less willing to spend money just because things have. Become so ridiculously expensive, even if they have money in savings, even if they have money to spend, you're going to get to a point where it's just going to. People are just going to say this is ridiculous. I'm just going to hold off on some of these purchases. But the Fed will need to continue to be aggressive. There's still a lot of liquidity out there. There's still a lot of money in the market. So even though we've seen money flow out of the market some, you know, it's got to have a place to land and. You know, long term rates still aren't at a place that are super attractive, but we're going to keep an eye on it here at Financial Issues. I'm Shanna Burt. I'm continuing on for Dean Celia, and we'll be live for the rest of this hour. So stick with us, and we'll be back right after this.
6: Mm-hmm. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com.
5: Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and
9: conditions apply. See website for details.
3: All right, welcome back to Financial Issues. Now for FISM News, this is Ian Patrick, and I'm going to be giving you your morning news update. So let's dive right in. Right into those headlines, excuse me. Starting with a spate of deadly shootings that unfortunately occurred nationwide over the weekend. A gunman opened fire inside a supermarket in Buffalo, New York, killing 10 people and hurting three more. And then another occurred at a church in Southern California where one person was killed before the gunman was tackled to the ground by church members. 21 people were hurt in three separate shootings in downtown Milwaukee on Friday near the NBA playoffs arena. Meanwhile, the, in some national news, the trial for Michael Sussman, the Clinton campaign lawyer who was accused of lying to the FBI to promote the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, gets underway today. Special Counsel John Durham alleges that Sussman lied when he told the FBI that he was not working on behalf of a client while feeding the government false allegations about Trump ahead of the 2016 election. And an Obama appointee will preside over the trial in the D.C. U.S. District Court. Meanwhile, the U.S. national gas price average reached a new high on Sunday at $4.47 per gallon. Diesel also hit its own highest record cost at Uh, $5.56. Meanwhile, Saudi Arabia's national oil company posted record high profits for the first three months of the year, increasing by 80% to $39.5 billion. Now, in some other news we'll be looking at on tonight's program, Thousands of pro-abortion demonstrators rallied across the country over the weekend to protest the leaked Supreme Court decision, overturning Roe v. Wade. India bans wheat exports, sparking new concerns about global food shortages amid the Russia-Ukraine war. And the FDA commissioner said he expects the worst of the nation's baby formula issues to abate. But the maker of both Walmart and Amazon store brand formulas predict a year-long crunch. Those are today's headlines from FISM News. You can see these and more on FISM News.tv and our full program tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. Now let's get back to Shanna Burt with Financial Issues.
5: Great. Thanks for that, Ian. There's so much going on in the world. And if you want to hear what's happening from a biblical worldview, tune in every weeknight and you can find them there at FISM.tv. Great information, and um, we're so glad to have the news from a biblical worldview. Well, let's get right to some calls. We've got some callers in the queue. We've got Dina, and Dina is calling from Ohio. Hi, Dina. You're on financial issues.
10: Uh, good morning, Shannon. Thank you for taking my call. I echo everything that people have said about missing Dan so much, but so thankful that you are there to give us a hand. So um, appreciate you and everything that FISM does.
5: Great. I have a
10: question. Um, I want to update my will and I feel so bad that I've listened to you guys for years. I'm a partner, um, a supporter of everything you guys do and, and your partners as well. But I obviously didn't listen because I didn't think I was impacted, but I need to update my will. And I'm wondering, my children are adults. Do I make them co-trustees
5: or do I make them executors? Well, there's a difference. When you have a will, you have a probate situation. So a will doesn't have any authority. It says what you want to happen with the things that belong to the Lord that you're in charge of when you don't need them anymore. A trust is kind of a perpetual entity. It continues on. So if you have a will situation, you're going to have an executor. You're not going to have a trustee kind of situation. If you have a trust, that's where you have a, a trustee situation where that just kinda continues on, things just transfer ownership. Well, you transfer ownership into the trust, the trust lives on and then the, the children or the the co-trustees um, step up when the original trustee is no longer here. But if you have a will, you have a probate situation. So a will just says uh, where you want things to go when you're no longer here. Now, what you need to be aware of is, um, you know, there's some considerations there in deciding, do you need a will or do you need a trust? And there's pros and cons to both sides of it. It depends on how complicated your situation is. Um, If you have a will, you have to know the difference between probate and non-probate assets. So things like your home, your personal property, uh, bank accounts, any kind of account that doesn't have a beneficiary listed are gonna pass according to what your will says. Now you may have other assets that are not even under the jurisdiction of your will like let's say your 401k or your IRA, those assets are going to pass according to beneficiary designation, regardless of what your will says. So if you're in that kind of situation, you need to make sure that your beneficiaries are listed correctly, and then the um, executors in your will and the beneficiaries of your will are listed correctly, and just know how those are going to be split up. But I don't see any problem with having uh, the children listed as executors so for my trust then that's what i'm trying to get updated
10: so i can avoid probate um i own a couple properties and i want to put those in there and uh, my husband is disabled and we want to put our 401k and pension plans in there so that if i go first my children will be i hate to use the term sane enough to make decisions ongoing so if I do that in my trust, then I would want them to be co-trustees so that it just continues and it's not stops and someone takes over as executor. They just,
5: they just know the plan and we just move forward. It's written that way in the trust. Mm-hmm. Well, there's some additional tax considerations that you might want to check out um, before you decide to make the trust the beneficiary of your IRA and 401K plans because a spouse that inherits those assets can continue on some of the tax benefits, not to say that you never want to take money out of there because you know uh, here at the show that we've we been a proponent of reducing those balance in qual- qualified accounts. But a spouse enjoys some benefits, some tax benefits, rather than having the beneficiary of those accounts become the trust. So you, you want to you dig into that a little bit.
10: it. Uh, okay. Yeah, because you don't want it to become a taxable entity upon
5: death. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you. All right. Thanks for, thanks for calling, Dina. All right. I think we have time to get to one more call. Let's go to Patty. Uh, Patty's calling from Ohio. Good morning, Shannon. Good morning.
7: Um, I just want to uh, say that I watched the um, service on Saturday, and it was one one of the most beautiful services I've ever been. Yeah. At and it was it was just perfectly done. It was. And you are doing such a wonderful job. You know, we as as a partner, we always trusted Dan. Um, and his advice, and he trusted you, and now it's our turn to trust you also. Thanks and I think card. you're doing a wonderful job.
5: Thank you for okay. that.
7: Okay. Um, I, I have a couple of different questions. Um, hopefully I can get to them all. I have an inflation and prote- uh, inflation protection bond, and uh, I was it's in an IRA, And I was wondering if we should transfer it, and if we do, do we sell it and transfer it, or can we transfer it in in kind?
5: Um, You can do either if you're moving it out of an IRA into a non-qualified account. However, I would probably look at other assets before I would look at that one um, because you want to keep inside your your IRA. You know, at some point, if you don't already, you're going to have required minimum distributions, uh, but you have to keep in mind that anything that grows inside of your IRA is not only growing for you, you're growing the tax liability and you're growing the government's money for them as well. So, um, you know, the answer to the question is that you can move it out in kind, but I think I would probably look at other assets before I would look at that particular position.
7: Okay. Um, do you know if you can transfer mutual, uh, mutual funds uh, from an IRA to a joint account in kind?
5: I know that it is totally possible. We do it all the time. It's just going to depend on what the rules are at your the custodian that you use. Um, Patty, I'm going to have to maybe try to hold you over. We are coming up on the Ag Report uh, here in just a minute. We thank we thank you all for calling, and um, we'll get to some more calls here before this hour is out. But we're going to have Craig coming up in just a few minutes. Stick with us, because after the Ag Report, we're going to have a break. We're going to come back with some talk of um, more financial issues. So I'm Shanna Burt. I'm continuing on for Celia, And here comes Craig with the Ag Report.
9: This is Craig Haugard with your Financial Issues Ag update for May 16th. On Friday, corn traded both sides before closing lower. In fact, December corn futures made a new life of contract high before slumping into the close. This week, all eyes will be focused on weather and planting progress. This afternoon, we'll get the new crop progress report And traders are expecting to reflect good planting progress made this past week. Now, the average planting pace for this uh, week would be for 67% of the crop to have been planted. Last week's report showed that 22% of it was in the ground. And while we had a good week this past week, it's still not enough to get us up to where the average pace for this time of the year should be. At the close, the July futures were 10.25 cents lower, settling at 7.81 and a quarter. Soybeans got off to a good start on Friday, with the USDA announcing the sale of 132,000 metric tons of old crop beans to China. The old crop complex remains tight, with current export sales already meeting the USDA's annual forecast. The strong exports have many analysts projecting that the actual carryout for the current crop year end up in that 150 to 175 million bushel range. Now, in Brazil, we saw the basis firm up last week as producer movement in that nation is slowing down. And on Friday, that led to speculation that we could see some additional late-season exports shift from Brazil to the U.S. At the close, the July soybean futures were 32 and three-quarter cents higher, ending the session at $16.46 and a half cents per bushel. All three classes of wheat had some contract months that made new life of contract highs on Friday. We saw follow-through to Thursday's bullish wheat report. The wheat. Quality Consul's Hard Red Winter Wheat Tour is going to start this week, so it's going to be interesting to see what reports we get out of the field. The trade is going to be very focused on that tour in this week. The uh, close on Friday showed Minneapolis July futures at $0.09 higher, settling at $13.25. Kansas City rose by 12 cents to close at 12.82, and Chicago futures were a penny and a quarter lower, ending the session at $11.77 and a half cents per bushel. Cotton futures gave up a small portion of their previous day's gains on Friday. At the close, July futures were down 33 points, settling at 145.20. Livestock futures were mixed. August live cattle were 42.5 cents lower, settling at $132.35 per hundredweight. August feeder cattle were a buck and a half higher as they settled at $168.25 cents per hundred. And June lean hog futures experienced a dead cat bounce. At the close, we had the June futures $3.27 higher, settling at $100.75 per hundred. Class 3 milk futures posted a couple of nicely higher closes in the midweek trading, but that came to a halt on Friday. At the close, the June futures were down 27 points, settling at 23.83. And finally, meat cutout values were mixed on Friday. Choice box beef ended the day $1.75 higher at $2.58.95. Select boxes dropped by 46 cents to settle at $2.43.90, and pork carcass cutout values were $2.57 higher, ending the session at $101.17 per hundred weight. This has been Craig Haugard with your financial issues AG update. We'll be right back with more financial issues after this.
0: Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. void
1: report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
5: Welcome back to Financial Issues. I'm Shanna Burt. I'm continuing on for Dan Celia, and I'm here in the studios in Pennsylvania today. Um, tomorrow I will be traveling, so I'm not sure what. What the team has planned for you here, maybe some best ofs, I think is um is what's going to happen tomorrow. But I'm here with you today in the studio. and so let's talk about some financial issues. And unless you have been living on a deserted island or just lived with your head in the sand, you know that the uh, Supreme Court is considering overturning the Roe v. Wade decision and pushing that decisions back on the state. So we're hearing a lot about what's going on there. And we hear at Financial Issues, whether it be on this show or on the news, we're going to keep this issue in front of you because, you know, now the government is coming to the rescue of those poor women who are losing their rights to murder their babies. So why do we care about it? Why is this a financial issue? What does that have to do with my finances? Well, here's Janet Yellen to explain that to you
2: the ability to have full control over one's reproductive health has real-world economic consequences. According to the Institute for Women's Policy Research, current state-level abortion restrictions already cost the United States about $105 billion annually due to reduced earning levels, increased job turnover, and time off for women. So, Secretary Yellen, uh, if the draft of the court's majority holding in Roe v. Wade is the actual decision. What impact will the loss of abortion access mean economically for women?
8: Well, I believe that eliminating the right of women to make decisions about when and whether to have children would have very damaging effects um, on the economy and would set women back decades. Roe v. Wade in access to reproductive health care, including abortion, helped lead to increased labor force participation. It enabled uh, many women to finish school. That increased their earning potential. It allowed women to plan and balance their families and careers. And research also shows that it had a favorable impact on the well-being and earnings um, of of children. Um, There are many research studies that have been done um, over the years looking at the economic Mm -hmm. impacts of access or lack thereof to abortion, and it makes clear that denying women access to abortion increase their odds of living in poverty or need for public assistance. For
2: half of the uh, population of America, eliminating a right that has existed for half a century, particularly for low income and minority women who have already, show, already showed that much of the burden from the COVID pandemic would be a, a disaster.
5: Well, thank you, Janet Yellen, for explaining to us why we need to continue to give women the right to murder their babies, and that is a wonderful uh, economic reason that that you give there. Well, you know, one of the reasons that abortion even exists, if you look into you know why this came about and why it's been supported and who it's been supported by, it's it's been supported by globalists, and they believe that the earth is becoming overpopulated, and that in order to protect and preserve their own lives, that they They must figure out how to protect and preserve this earth. You know, they think that they know better than God how to preserve their own lives, even though they had no participation in creating their own lives, and they can't even do anything to sustain their own life. You know, it means sacrificing the lives of helpless and unborn children so that they don't take up space and resources that these globalists need and want. So this plan for abortion was hatched in the pits of hell. And our God is a God of abundance. He does not operate out of scarcity. He says that he will richly supply all of our needs, and he has the ability to do it. You know, you can hear Dan's explanation of the Great Reset. Uh, That conference call is still up on the website. So if you're a partner and you want to go there and listen to it, it's a really great thing for you to understand how the kingdom of darkness is operating in this world. So here's the cry from Yellen the globalists and the, the liberals, save the earth and kill the babies. That is the cry of this world. And the left would have you believed that the earth takes priority over everything. That's because they do not have an eternal perspective and they do not respect or believe in the God that we believe in as Christians. Do they really believe that we have to save this earth because it's the only place that we can or will live? Do they really even believe that they have the ability to save the earth? Friends, this world is passing away. Jesus said so. The world is temporary. Life is eternal in one place or another. Let's get this right. The earth was made for people, not the other way around. The wind and the waves obey their creator, not the other way around. They don't obey us. Creation cries out, Jesus said in Luke 19, 40, That if we, the crown jewel of all that he created, don't cry out, that the stones would cry out testifying to who he is. So let's shift our perspective. Let's change our minds about what holds the most value. Is it the earth or is it human life? The earth is passing away, but human life will last forever. Here is the fundamental difference between the left and the right, believers, non-believers. They want to save the earth from overpopulation and climate change. We want to save the world. God prioritizes life, human life, over the earth. He sent Jesus to save people of the world, not to save the earth. And that's what we should be doing too. Abortion is a financial issue, but not in the way that Yellen would have you believe. We have to allow it so that women can remain in the workforce as productive members of society. It is a stewardship issue. And here's our perspective at financial issues. This is why it is a financial issue. Our goal here is twofold. One, we need to defund the kingdom of darkness. And we do that by promoting biblically responsible investing. How can you make that connection? How am I going to make that leap? Well, when you own, when you take what the world calls an ownership position, let's just remember, we don't own anything. Everything belongs to the Lord that created everything. We just get to take care of some stuff while we're here. And there's going to be a test. We're going to meet the master one day. And we're going to get to give an account of what we did with that stuff. So if we own a stock or a mutual fund or, you know, some investment, with the money that God put us in trust of, then we become complicit in whatever that company is doing. So if I have an ownership stake in a company and they make a profit, well, part of that profit belongs to God through my ownership, stewardship, and control of it. Now, if that company is using money to transport their employees from one state to the next so that they can receive the health care or abortion that their state won't let them have anymore. They're using the money that God trusted me with. And I become complicit in that. So we have to stand up as Christians and say, we don't want our money going to support those things that grieve the heart of the Lord. The second function is that we are going to, that we fund the kingdom of light. So a big part of stewardship of financial resources is giving. So when we give into kingdom work, we now become complicit in the work of the Lord and the the work that He calls us to do here in the kingdom. And folks, there are eternal consequences. You know, it won't you know what you do with your money here on earth won't determine where you spend eternity. It'll determine you know how well you spend it. If you're a believer and you you have salvation. You, the scripture tells us that we earn up or we store up uh, eternal treasures by what we do here. So, there's going to be a test, and we all have to be aware of that one day. So, we have to be cognizant of what we're doing with the money that the Lord trusted us with. Dan would always tell us that you know, we're commanded to give a tithe, but it's not just the tithe that God owns. You know, he tell, the scripture tells us that we're robbing God if we refuse to give the tithes and the offerings that he commands, but he owns the other 90% too. So, you know, Matthew 25 tells us the story of the, the parable of the talents, and there's going to be a test. We're going to get to meet the master one day, and we're going to hear one of two responses from it. Well done, good and faithful servant, or away from me, I never knew you. And, and you say, well, you know, if I'm a bad steward, does that mean that I don't know the Lord? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it very well could. I mean, that's what the story indicates there. Because if we know the master, if we know the master's heart, we will trust him. We will know that he has a good planned for us. And Jesus went on to say, you know, if you love me, you will obey me. Obedience indicates that we trust the Lord, that we believe that He has our our best and highest purpose in mind, and we will will obey Him with the things that He's given us. So interestingly enough, the steward that buried his talent, that had no return, who just said, Here it is, I have it back. You know what he said to the to, to the master? He said, I knew you were a hard master. You reap where you haven't sown, and I was afraid. So I hit it. How many times in scripture does it tell us, do not be afraid? It tells us that a lot, more than I've, I've heard 365 times. That's enough to remind us every day not to be afraid. It is the enemy that comes to steal and kill and destroy and cause you to have fear. And one of the things that we think the most about here in this world is our money. And we have all kind of fear around that. Are we going to have enough? What if the market crashes? What if I what if my retirement account goes away? What if Social Security goes bankrupt? What if what if what if? You know what? All of those are things straight from the pit of hell to the enemy to get your eyes off the Lord and away from what you're supposed to be doing with the things that the Lord has given you. So let me encourage you today. Fix your eyes on the Lord, not on this world because this world is passing away. I'm Sheena Burt. I'm continuing on for Dan Celia. We're going to be back right after this next break and we're going to get to your calls and questions. So stick with us.
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
3: Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office.
0: The opinions and recommendations expressed on this show do not necessarily represent the opinions of this station or any of the show's sponsors.
5: And that reminds me to give you my disclaimer as well. I'm Sheena Bird. I'm continuing on for Dan Celia. And I'm a financial advisor in private practice. Securities are offered through GA Rebel & Company, a registered broker dealer and investment advisor. Members of FINRA and SIPC. My opinions are my own and don't necessarily represent those at the station that you're listening to um, or or GA Rappel, my broker dealer. So let's get right in this last segment to some calls and some social. So Seth, what do we have on social?
1: Got some good stuff here, Shanna, But before I get to it, it is so good to have you in studio. <laughs> it is awesome today. It's a lot of fun. It's great to be here. Yep. Uh, let's do Sammy first here from the website. Sammy from Georgia saying, "Amen, Shanna. Many people still do not understand or know about Margaret Sanger and the true goals of Planned Parenthood." I completely agree with that. You know, people forget that this woman, uh, you know, espoused the ideals of Adolf Hitler, yet was the founder of Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous.
5: Yeah, it is. And if you don't know the history on that, I would strongly encourage you to go look that up and you know her, her plans have been pretty successful in the earth with through abortion and if you look at the demographics and you know which segment of the population it most directly impacts you will see that uh, this plan hatched in the pit of hell is unfortunately having some success here in the earth.
1: Amen. That's uh, one of the most accurate things I've ever heard said to Shannon is from the pit of hell. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've got Timothy as well on Facebook saying good morning to you all praying for you and the ministry, a precious celebration of the life of Dan on Saturday. Watched it and missed a little bit of it, but it was very well organized and loved the testimonies. My biased opinion and summed up Dan's life as a husband, father and grandfather, along with the spiritual servant leadership and witness. Uh, I, when I met Dan at every town hall in Columbus, Ohio, I loved it. Keep up the great calling and vision for the people and the lost souls looking for financial stewardship. Thank you, Timothy. I couldn't Mm, agree with you more.
5: That's great. And Timothy, uh, the good news is that that even though you missed a little bit of it, you can go back and you can watch the service um, on the website at financialissues.org or at FISM.tv. And it was a really great tribute to a really wonderful man, and he is missed so greatly here. Um, Amen. You know, just to go back and to see the foundation that he laid and, um, you know, with the hand of God all over him and his his family, he was just, he was loved so well and... We, we miss them greatly. So
1: Amen. thanks for that. Yeah. Well said. Uh, Manuel on the website from South Dakota saying, good morning. I've been a partner for several years. I have trouble using the portfolio tracker. Just attempted to change my asset allocation model after changing to a different age bracket. I cannot generate any of the pie charts or tables and the software gives me the warning of no data to show. Can you provide some advice on how to restore the access to the charts? Thank you and God bless.
5: Yep, yeah, great. Thanks for that question. That's, uh, you know, lots of people. That will help lots of people. It's a very easy fix. Um, what you have to do is, anytime that you change the age model from one one model to another model, all of the data that's in the sector column goes away, and you have to reset it. So, unfortunately, you've already done it. But for anybody that's planning on doing it, I would take a screenshot or maybe jot down, you know, the sectors that are. Um, they're matched up with the individual stocks because all of that just goes blank. It, goes, it's, it starts. It says select, so you have to go back and and for every position you have to rematch it to the right sector, and then it will show up correctly whenever you go to the charts there. And if you have trouble with it, you know, what you can do is, you know, one of the things that Dan used to recommend was to group your stocks by sector. So if you don't know what they are, you'll have to unfortunately go to the broad list and, you know, look and see which stocks are where and, and, you know, it might take you a little bit of time to get everything matched back up. But it's a great learning experience, too, because as you go to the broad list and you, you read those descriptions... You're going to have all of those ideas reinforced to you about why you own those companies and that it's not just, you're not just invested in the market, some vague concept that really means little to nothing to you that can go up and go down. What you're going to see is that you own real companies, you know, you own oil companies, you own food companies, you own utility companies, and you're going to get to see a little bit about what they do. So um, really easy fix there.
1: Awesome. Thanks for that, Shanna. And we got Teresa on Facebook saying, thank you for continuing to include Dan in your discussion and labels. It brings me a feeling of stability. Teresa, I'm glad it does. And we'll keep on doing that.
5: Absolutely. You know, folks, and there's still so much content on the website. There are so many videos with Dan imparting his wisdom, um, you know, training you and telling you how to use the strategy of financial issues to be a steward of your own Finances and to be biblically responsible in investing, and you know, I really don't see any of that ever going away. I mean, it is so foundational to this ministry and what's happened. And if you're not a partner, you can become a partner. I mean, it's it's really easy to do. You just go to the website. It's um, it's very cost effective. Uh, it's only eighty five dollars a year to get the basic subscription, hundred and twenty four if you want that tracker. And there's so much content there. So if you've been considering becoming a partner but didn't know because of the transition with Dan going home to be with the Lord and what was going to happen here, I just want to encourage you. Now's a good time to do that. You know, support the ministry. You're not only supporting financial issues, but you're supporting the whole program of work that the Lord used Dan to raise up here. So there's FISM News, there's other original content that's being produced all the time and uh, if you go to FISM.tv, you're just going to see that there's a whole day's worth of programming there. There's there's lots of other programs. This program is rerun later. You've got the news. You've got uh, Washington Watch. You've got the 700 Club. There's so much great content there um, just from a, a Christian, uh, a biblical world perspective.
1: Good stuff. Thanks, Shannon. Then last one here is from Dorothy. Uh, Saying, I love God, but COVID destroyed me financially and emotionally with no job and the loss of a daughter. uh, I I had COVID pneumonia, but I uh, was able to survive. Having to start from square one at age 59. Any advice for a woman with very little assets to her name to prepare for rapidly approaching retirement? It's a good question.
5: Well, it might not be the answer that you're expecting, but the Lord uses everything that the enemy meant for our harm, for our good and for his glory. So where you are right now, it's really hard for us to look to God when we're on the mountaintop, when we're self-sufficient, when we have everything that we need. But when we come upon these trials, you know, the scripture tells us to count it all as joy. And that's really hard to hear when you're in a position like you've been in with, with so much loss in your life. What you can know for sure is that that loss was caused by the enemy and the enemy is out there and he's always trying to bring destruction. But the Lord is for you. He is, he is for your good. He has great plans for you. He has plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Uh, plans for a future and for your good. So step one is to thank the Lord, just to thank the Lord that you still have breath in your lungs and that you still, you are in a place to where you can look to him and he has all wisdom. He will impart all wisdom to you. So that's step one is get your eyes fixed on the Lord and off of what the enemy has stolen to you. The other good news is that the that your Father in Heaven commands the enemy to repay what he's stolen, and so just claim. First of all, claim those promises for yourself, and then just start. You know, from from the very basics. You know, if you if you have income, um, you know, pay off any debts that you might have accumulated. Start to set aside some money uh, in case you know things. Uh, happen again, and you you need to have some income if you lose a job or you have some emergencies, have some emergency money set aside. Um, little by little, wealth grows, little by little. You know, Lord, the Lord is so gracious that he only gives us one day at a time because, you know, that's really all we can handle. The Lord is in the present. He's not in the past, so we need to stay out of the past, and he's in the future, but he calls us to stay in the, in the present. He calls us to stay one day at a time because he says tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. So just stay in today, do what you can do today. Seek the Lord while he may be found and just be faithful in those little things, you know, continue to give. Don't, don't forsake your giving. That's the one thing that the Lord says, test me in this and see, will I not be found faithful and pour out a blessing that you cannot contain? So it sounds like you need a lot of blessing in your life right now. So just, you know, take the advice of the Lord and do what He says, turn to Him, rely on Him, continue to be obedient in your stewardship, and the Lord is going to just pour out a blessing that you cannot contain.
1: Amen. Thanks for that, Shanna.
5: Yeah. Um... Let's see if we can get real quick to Tammy. Tammy's calling us from Arkansas.
11: Hello, Shannon. How are you? Okay. (laughs) Thank you for jumping on board and doing all you guys do. Um, I love CSM, C-I-S-M. And my question to you is that we have some investments in the bank, and we're wanting to use them and pull them out and put them into Timothy Funds.
5: Okay. It's the question, like, how to do that or should you do yeah. it? or Yeah. Um, well, uh, the first thing that you're going to have to do is you're going to have to open an account that can hold those kinds of investments. So if you just want to use mutual funds, you could, of course, open that at Timothy. Uh, if you're going to do it uh, somewhere else, if you're going to become a partner or if you are a partner and you're going to follow the asset allocation models, you need to open an account at a discount brokerage where you can... First, go look at the model that you're going to follow and see what all is in there, and then make sure you open the account at a place where you you can purchase those things and you can hold those types of securities.
11: Okay. Okay.
5: I think that's answered the question. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling, and thank you for your support. Well, folks, wow, this went quick today. Um, <laughs> I was in the studio with uh, with all of the great staff here, with the board members, and I can tell you that the that the there's so excitement. There's so much excitement here. Yes, there's grief. We miss Dan tremendously. We miss his wisdom. We miss you know seeing him every day and hearing him every day, but. We all have so much love and respect for Him that we want to continue what the Lord has raised up through Him. And we're all committed to that. So, you know, we're we're seeking the Lord diligently, uh, consistently, and we're so excited for the direction that the Lord is going to give us. And we're going to continue to be here to the best of our abilities, Lord willing, to continue to support, support the partners. So hang with us. We know that you've been so patient up to this point. We're just asking for... A little bit more patience. And we're, we're working on a solution for the buy list. Uh, we're going to start having some partner conference calls coming up. We're still going to continue on with the show for uh, an hour a day to take your your calls and your questions. Jesus so said, hang with us. And we'll, see to, have, we'll see you on Wednesday. It to the
4: poor, take up the cross. Follow me. It's not your money I
6: want, I want your heart. Thank you for joining us. This has been an FISM production.
2: Be not deceived. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. All right, it's 4
9: p.m. on Wall Street. Do you know where your money is?
0: Welcome to Financial Issues, where we align reality with truth. Conservative talk radio you can count on. Financial issues that you need to know.
4: We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We will simply apply to government the common sense that we all use in our daily lives.
5: Well, welcome to Financial Issues. I'm Shanna Burt. I'm continuing on for Dan Celia, our beloved founder who has gone into glory. And if you're watching, you know what the surprise is. I'm in the studio today. So it's just today. Don't get too excited. But it has been a great. Uh, time this weekend. We did have the service for Dan over the weekend. It was wonderful. It truly was a celebration of a life well-lived and a race well-run. And we got to celebrate Dan's life and all the work that he did for the Lord and rejoice for him that he is receiving his eternal rewards in eternity right now. So if you didn't get a chance to watch the live stream, I do believe that it's up on the website. You can find that at financialissues.org or FISM.tv. You can see uh, the service there. It was just a really great tribute to a really wonderful man. And we miss him dearly. And it is a bittersweet thing to be here in the studio getting to do the show live today. And we are live. So if you want to call in, You'll be maybe the first or second caller in the queue. The number here is 610-363-1110. We're also gonna be taking some social, uh, some questions if you, or comments if you wanna post up there. We're live on Facebook. You can share us with your friends there. You can also watch from the websites or uh, the phone app. Uh, we encourage you to download that phone app so that you can take us with us wherever you go. You can be sure that you're never without financial issues. And if you're used to to watching us or listening to us on the radio, Uh, reach out and contact the place where you see us and let them know that you want to keep financial issues. As we're going through this transition time here at the ministry, um, we want, we are committed to staying here, to building on the wonderful foundation that Dan has, uh, that the Lord has built through Dan's life, and uh, to continue to be a blessing and a support to our partners and to all the listening audience. We are intending to stay true to the Principles that Financial Issues was founded on. In fact, we have a, a board meeting happening here today that, um, and I've got to visit with so many of the board members and the staff here, and everyone is just committed to continuing in excellence the legacy that Dan has left. So let's take a look at some financial issues this morning. So last week we saw Uh, The market end on a positive day. On Friday, the Dow rose uh, 1.47 percent. The S&P climbed 2.4 percent, and the NASDAQ jumped 3.8 percent. In spite of those strong closes, the market was still down for the week, but we did see a little bit of a bounce on Friday. So that puts us from the market highs in November of 2021. The S&P is now down uh, almost 17%. It did dip into bear territory last week, but rebounded a little bit out. And the NASDAQ is down 27% year-to-date, so definitely into bear market there. We are seeing a little bit of weakness in the futures, uh, in the pre-open right now for the market, so it's a little bit uncertain if we're going to have a, a good day or a, a bad day in the market, but we can't let that make us have a good day or a bad day, right? We have to keep a, a biblical worldview on our finances, and that's what we're trying to do here at Financial Issues. So last week, we um, we missed, I missed Friday with you because I was traveling here. Import prices came in for April and they were up 0.6%. That was less than what was expected. That is a little bit of good news. So we've seen really, really high inflation here lately. And one of the ways that we get inflation in is to import inflation. So to see that down just a little bit is a good sign. However, Gas prices, as of yesterday morning, were at an all-new high. The national average for gas prices is now $4.47 a gallon. Diesel fuel reached uh, $5.56 a gallon, up from $5.45 just a week ago. So if you listened to Biden's speech last week about inflation, you know, inflation is now his number one domestic priority. Um, that's good news, I guess, but uh, bad news that he's not really going to be able to do much about it. He it, he wants to continue to blame a lot of this on, of course, everybody else but himself. He wants to call the gas prices the the Putin price hike, but you know, here at Financial Issues, we're going to continue to remind you of the facts. So gas prices are up a dollar seventeen cents per gallon. That's thirty five percent since the Ukrainian invasion. In February, um, they were they're up to four forty-seven from three dollars and thirty cents, a dollar seventeen, thirty-five percent up since the Ukrainian invasion. But gasoline is up a hundred and twelve percent since November of twenty twenty. So when you know, right after Biden, quote unquote, was elected to the presidency. We had already seen prior to the Ukrainian invasion a 56% increase. That's a bigger percentage increase from election to invasion than we've seen from invasion to now. So, you know, sorry, Biden, you own the majority of this hike in gas prices. Gas prices went up not because of Putin invading uh, the Ukraine, but gas prices went up because of your campaign promises to go green, uh, to kill the Keystone Pipeline, and to demonize fossil fuels. And in spite of all of those campaign promises in the speech last week, Biden also bragged about how uh, oil and gas production is now, uh, is, is greater in his first year in office than it was during his predecessor. So although he would never mention President Trump, who Uh, made America great again or was on the way to making America great again, Uh, made us energy independent. You know, all of those great things made a great business environment, changed our tax structure, Um, which, by the way, he took a lot of Trump's ideas. If I didn't know better, I would think that somebody took some plays out of President Trump's playbook and fed them into Biden's Teleprompter. <laughs> and he really never knew the difference. But so many of so much of what he said about how he's going to fight inflation were all Trump's ideas and things that Trump actually was successful in doing. So he's right about that. Gas and oil production is up, but you know what? He doesn't really have a choice. It's making the the heads of the left spin, but you know, rig count is up. Uh, That number came out on Friday, and it continues to climb. This is good. This is going to help us, you know, with with fuel prices, even though we're seeing gas prices higher in spite of his efforts to uh, lower gas prices by doing the release of the the strategic uh, reserve, the 180 million barrels that he's releasing uh, right now. So uh, retail sales come out tomorrow. We're going to keep an eye on that. They have been uh, trending upward, mostly because of inflation. You know, we're going to spend more money um, on things that we buy because of inflation. So we 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 do expect retail sales to be up. Um, if they're not up, that means that demand is losing steam because we're going to see them up, you know, due to inflation, be elevated because of inflation. But if they drop faster than expected, you know, that could indicate that the Fed needs to back off a little bit. Um, But at some point, you know, we're going to reach what I call price stickiness, where uh, consumers are less willing to spend money just because things have become so ridiculously expensive. Even if they have money in savings, even if they have money to spend, you're going to get to a point where it's just going to – people are just going to say, this is ridiculous. I'm just going to hold off on some of these purchases. But the Fed will need to continue to be aggressive. There's still a lot of liquidity out there. There's still a lot of money in the market. So even though we've seen money flow out of the market some, you know, it's got to have a place to land. And, you know, long-term rates still aren't at a place that are super attractive. But we're going to keep an eye on it here at Financial Issues. I'm Shanna Burt. I'm continuing on for Celia, And we'll be live for the rest of this hour. So stick with us and we'll be back right after this.
3: see these and more on News.tv and our full program tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. Now let's get back to Shanna Burt with Financial Issues.
5: Great. Thanks for that, Ian. There's so much going on in the world, and if you want to hear what's happening from a biblical worldview, tune in every weeknight and you can find them there at FISM.tv. Great information, and um, we're so glad to have the news from a biblical worldview. Well, let's get right to some calls. We've got some callers in the queue. We've got Dina, and Dina is calling from Ohio. Hi, Dina. You're on financial issues.
10: Uh, good morning, Shannon. Thank you for taking my call. I echo everything that people have said about missing Dan so much, but so thankful that you are there to give us a hand. So um, appreciate you and everything that FISM does.
5: Great. Thanks. I have a
10: question. Um, I want to update my will, and I feel so bad that I've listened to you guys for years. I'm a partner, um, a supporter of everything you guys do and and your partners as well, but I obviously didn't listen because I didn't think I was impacted, but I need to update my will and I'm wondering,
5: my children are adults, do I make them co-trustees or do I make them executors? Well, there's a difference. When you have a will, you have a probate situation. So a will doesn't have any authority. It says what you want to happen with the things that belong to the Lord that you're in charge of when you don't need them anymore. A trust is kind of a perpetual entity. It continues on. So if you have a will situation, you're going to have an executor. You're not going to have a trustee kind of situation. If you have a trust, that's where you have a a trustee situation where that just kind of continues on. Things just transfer ownership. Well, you transfer ownership into the trust. The trust lives on, and then the the children or the the co-trustees step up when the original trustee is no longer here. But if you have a will, you have a probate situation. So a will just says uh, where you want things to go when you're no longer here. Now, what you need to be aware of is, um, you know, there's some considerations there in deciding, do you need a will or do you need a trust? And there's pros and cons to both sides of it. It depends on how complicated your situation is. Um, If you have a will you have to know the difference between probate and non-probate assets. So things like your home, your personal property, uh, bank accounts, any kind of account that doesn't have... A beneficiary listed are gonna pass according to what your will says. Now you may have other assets that are not even under the jurisdiction of your will, like let's say your 401k or your IRA. Those assets are gonna pass according to beneficiary designation regardless of what your will says. So if you're in that kind of situation, you need to make sure that your beneficiaries are listed correctly and then the um, executors in your will And the beneficiaries of your will are listed correctly and just know how those are going to be split up. But I don't see any problem with having uh, the children listed as executors. So
10: for my trust then, that's what I'm trying to get updated so I can avoid probate. Um, I own a couple properties and I want to put those in there. And uh, my husband is disabled and we want to put our 401k and pension plans in there. So that if I go first, my children will be, I hate to use the term sane enough, to make decisions ongoing. So if I do that in my trust, then I would want them to be co trustees so that it just continues and it's not stops and someone takes over as executor. They just they just know the plan and we just move forward. It's written that way in the
5: trust. Mm-hmm. Well, there's some additional tax considerations that you might want to check out um, before you decide to make the trust the beneficiary of your IRA and 401K plans because a spouse that inherits those assets can continue on some of the tax benefits, not to say that you never want to take money out of there because you know uh, here at the show that we've, we've been a proponent of reducing those balance in qual- qualified accounts. But a spouse enjoys some benefits, some tax benefits, rather than having the beneficiary of those accounts become the trust. So you, you want to you dig into that a little bit.
10: Uh, okay. Yeah, because you don't want it to become a taxable entity upon death. Okay. Beautiful.
11: Thank you.
5: All right. Thanks for, thanks for calling, Dina. All right. I think we have time to get to one more call. Let's go to Patty. Uh, Patty's calling from Ohio. Good morning, Shannon. Good morning. Um,
7: I just want to uh, say that I watched the um, service on Saturday, and it was one one of the most beautiful services I've ever been. Yeah. At and it was it was just perfectly done. It was. And you are doing such a wonderful job. You know, we as has a partner, we always trusted Dan. Um, And his advice and he trusted you and now it's our turn to trust you also and i think you're doing a wonderful job
5: thank you okay
7: um i i have a couple of different questions um hopefully i can get to them all i have an inflation and protect uh inflation protection bond and uh, i was it's in an ira And I was wondering if we should transfer it, and if we do, do we sell it and transfer it, or can we transfer it in in kind?
5: Um, You can do either if you're moving it out of an IRA into a non-qualified account. However, I would probably look at other assets before I would look at that one um, because you want to keep inside your your IRA. You know, at some point, if you don't already, you're going to have required minimum distributions. Uh, But you have to keep in mind that anything that grows inside of your IRA is not only growing for you, you're growing the tax liability and you're growing the government's money for them as well. So, um, you know, the answer to the question is that you can move it out in kind, but I think I would probably look at other assets before I would look at that particular position.
7: Okay. Um, Do you know if you can transfer mutual, uh, mutual funds? Uh, from an IRA to a joint account in kind?
5: I know that it is totally possible. We do it all the time. It's just going to depend on what the rules are at your the custodian that you use. Um, Patty, I'm going to have to maybe try to hold you over. We are coming up on the Ag Report uh, here in just a minute. We thank, we thank you all for calling, and um, we'll get to some more calls here before this Hour is out, but we're going to have Craig coming up in just a few minutes. Stick with us because after the Ag Report, we're going to have a break. We're going to come back with some talk of um, more financial issues. So I'm Shanna Burt. I'm continuing on for Dan Celia. And here comes Craig with the Ag Report. <music>
9: This is Craig Haugard with your Financial Issues Ag update for May 16th. On Friday, corn traded both sides before closing lower. In fact, December corn futures made a new life of contract high before slumping into the close. This week, all eyes will be focused on weather and planting progress. This afternoon, we'll get the new crop progress report And traders are expecting to reflect good planting progress made this past week. Now, the average planting pace for this uh, week would be for 67% of the crop to have been planted. Last week's report showed that 22% of it was in the ground. And while we had a good week this past week, it's still not enough to get us up to where the average pace for this time of the year should be. At the close, the July futures were 10.25 cents lower, settling at 7.81 and a quarter. Soybeans got off to a good start on Friday, with the USDA announcing the sale of 132,000 metric tons of old crop beans to China. The old crop complex remains tight, with current export sales already meeting the USDA's annual forecast. The strong exports have many analysts projecting that the actual carryout for the current crop year wound up in that 150 to 175 million bushel range. Now in Brazil, we saw the basis firm up last week as producer movement in that nation is slowing down. And on Friday that led to speculation that we could see some additional late season exports shift from Brazil to the US. At the close, the July soybean futures were 32 and 3 quarter cents higher, ending the session at $16.46 and a half cents per bushel. All three classes of wheat had some contract months that made new life of contract highs on Friday. We saw follow through to Thursday's bullish wheat report. The wheat Quality Consul's Hard Red Winter Wheat Tour is going to start this week, so it's going to be interesting to see what reports we get out of the field. The trade is going to be very focused on that tour in this week. The uh, close on Friday showed Minneapolis July futures at $0.09 higher, settling at $13.25. Kansas City rose by $0.12 to close at $12.82. And Chicago futures were a penny and a quarter lower, ending the session at $11.77.5 per bushel. Cotton futures gave up a small portion of their previous day's gains on Friday. At the close, July futures were down 33 points, settling at 145.20. Livestock futures were mixed. August live cattle were 42.5 cents lower, settling at $132.35 per hundredweight. August feeder cattle were a buck and a half higher as they settled at $168.25 cents per hundred. And June lean hog futures experienced a dead cat bounce. At the close, we had the June futures $3.27 higher, settling at $100.75 per hundred. Class three milk futures posted a couple of nicely higher closes in the midweek trading, but that came to a halt on Friday. At the close, the June futures were down 27 points, settling at 23.83. And finally, meat cutout values were mixed on Friday. Choice box beef ended the day $1.75 higher at two fifty-eight ninety-five. dollars Select boxes dropped by $0.46 cents to settle at two forty-three ninety. dollars And pork carcass cutout values were $2.57 higher, ending the session at $101.17 per hundredweight. This has been Craig Haugard with your Financial Issues egg Update. We'll be right back with more financial issues after this. Meet Dan Steiner, President.
5: Welcome back to Financial Issues. I'm Shanna Burt. I'm continuing on for Dan Celia, and I'm here in the studios in Pennsylvania today. Um, tomorrow, I will be traveling, so I'm not sure what what the team has planned for you here. Maybe some best ofs. I think is um, is what's going to happen tomorrow. But I'm here with you today in the studio and. So let's talk about some financial issues. Unless you have been living on a deserted island or just lived with your head in the sand, you know that the uh, Supreme Court is considering overturning the Roe v. Wade decision and pushing that decisions back on the state. So we're hearing a lot about what's going on there. And we here at Financial Issues, whether it be on this show or on the news, we're going to keep this issue in front of you. Because, you know, now the government is coming to the rescue of those poor women who are losing their rights to murder their babies. So why do we care about it? Why is this a financial issue? What does that have to do with my finances? Well, here's Janet Yellen to explain that to you.
2: The ability to have full uh, control over one's reproductive health has real-world economic consequences. According to the Institute for Women's Policy Research, current state-level abortion restrictions already cost the United States about $105 billion annually due to reduced earning levels, increased job turnover, and time off for women. So Secretary Yellen, uh, if the draft of the court's majority holding in Roe versus Wade is the actual decision, what impact will the loss of abortion access mean economically for women?
8: Well, I believe that eliminating the right of women to make decisions about when and whether to have children.
5: They do not have an eternal perspective and they do not respect or believe in the God that we believe in as Christians. Do they really believe that we have to save this earth because it's the only place that we can or will live? Do they really even believe that they have the ability to save the earth? Friends, this world is passing away. Jesus said so. The world is temporary. Life is eternal in one place or another. Let's get this right. The earth was made for people, not the other way around. The wind and the waves obey their creator, not the other way around. They don't obey us. Creation cries out. Jesus said in Luke 19, 40, that if we, the crown jewel of all that he created, don't cry out, that the stones would cry out testifying to who he is. So let's shift our perspective. Let's change our minds about what holds the most value. Is it the earth or is it human life? The earth is passing away, but human life will last forever. Here is the fundamental difference between the left and the right, believers, non-believers. They want to save the earth, from overpopulation and climate change. We want to save the world. God prioritizes life, human life, over the earth. He sent Jesus to save people of the world, not to save the earth. And that's what we should be doing too. Abortion is a financial issue, but not in the way that Yellen would have you believe. We have to allow it so that women can remain in the workforce as productive members of society. It is a stewardship issue, and here's our perspective at financial issues. This is why it is a financial issue. Our goal here is twofold. One, we need to defund the kingdom of darkness, and we do that by promoting biblically responsible investing. How can you make that connection? How am I going to make that leap? Well, when you own, when you take what the world calls an ownership position, let's just remember, we don't own anything. Everything belongs to the Lord that created everything. We just get to take care of some stuff while we're here. And there's going to be a test. We're going to meet the master one day. And we're going to get to give an account of what we did with that stuff. So if we own a stock or a mutual fund or, you know, some investment, with the money that God put us in trust of, then we become complicit in whatever that company is doing. So if I have an ownership stake in a company and they make a profit, well, part of that profit belongs to God through my ownership, stewardship, and control of it. Now, if that company is using money to transport their employees from one state to the next so that they can receive the health care or abortion that their state won't let them have anymore. They're using the money that God trusted me with. And I become complicit in that. So we have to stand up as Christians and say, we don't want our money going to support those things that grieve the heart of the Lord. The second function is that we are going to, that we fund the kingdom of light. So a big part of stewardship of financial resources is giving. So when we give into kingdom work, we now become complicit in the work of the Lord and the, the work that He calls us to do here in the kingdom. And folks, there are eternal consequences. You know, it won't, you know, what you do with your money here on earth won't determine where you spend eternity. It'll determine, you know, how well you spend it. If you're a believer and you you have salvation. The scripture tells us that we earn up or we store up uh, eternal treasures by what we do here. So there's going to be a test and we all have to be aware of that one day. So we have to be cognizant of what we're doing with the money that the Lord trusted us with. Dan would always tell us that, you know, we're commanded to give a tithe, but it's not just the tithe that God owns. You know, he tell, the scripture tells us that we're robbing God if we refuse to give the tithes and the offerings that he commands, but he owns the other 90% too. So, you know, Matthew 25 tells us the story of the, the parable of the talents, and there's going to be a test. We're going to get to meet the master one day, and we're going to hear one of two responses from it. Well done, good and faithful servant, or away from me, I never knew you. And, and you say, well, you know, if I'm a bad steward, does that mean that I don't know the Lord? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it very well could. I mean, that's what the story indicates there. Because if we know the master, if we know the master's heart, we will trust him. We will know that he has a good planned for us. And Jesus went on to say, you know, if you love me, you will obey me obedience indicates that we trust the lord that we believe that he has our our best and highest purpose in mind and we will we will obey him with the things that he's given us so interestingly enough the steward that buried his talent that had no return who just said here it is i have it back you know what he said to the, to, to the master he said i knew you were a hard master you reap where you haven't sown and i was afraid so I hit it. How many times in scripture does it tell us, do not be afraid? It tells us that a lot, more than I've, I've heard 365 times. That's enough to remind us every day not to be afraid. It is the enemy that comes to steal and kill and destroy and cause you to have fear. And one of the things that we think the most about here in this world is our money. And we have all kind of fear around that. Are we going to have enough? What if the market crashes? What if I... What if my retirement account goes away? What if Social Security goes bankrupt? What if, what if, what if? You know what? All of those are things straight from the pit of hell to the enemy to get your eyes off the Lord and away from what you're supposed to be doing with the things that the Lord has given you. So let me encourage you today. Fix your eyes on the Lord, not on this world because this world is passing away. I'm Sheena Burt. I'm continuing on for Dan Celia. We're going to be back right after this next break, and we're going to get to your calls and questions. So stick with us.
0: The opinions and recommendations expressed on this show do not necessarily represent the opinions of this station or any of the show's sponsors.
5: And that reminds me to give you my disclaimer as well. I'm Sheena Bird. I'm continuing on for and Celia, and I'm a financial advisor in private practice. Securities are offered through GA Rebel and Company, a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor, members of FINRA and SIPC. My opinions are my own and don't necessarily represent those at the station that you're listening to, um, or or GA Rebel, my broker-dealer. So let's get right in this last segment to some calls and some social. So Seth, what do we have on social?
1: Got some good stuff here, Shanna, but before I get to it, it is so good to have you in studio. (laughs) It is awesome today. It's a lot of fun. It's great to be here. Yep. Uh, Let's do Sammy first here from the website. Sammy from Georgia saying, Amen, Shanna. Many people still do not understand or know about Margaret Sanger and the true goals of Planned Parenthood. I completely agree with that. You know, people forget that this woman, uh, you know, espoused the ideals of Adolf Hitler, yet was the founder of Planned Parenthood. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous.
5: Yeah, it is. And if you don't know the history on that, I would strongly encourage you to go look that up and you know her, her plans have been pretty successful in the earth with through abortion and if you look at the demographics and you know which segment of the population it most directly impacts you will see that uh, this plan hatched in the pit of hell is unfortunately having some success here in the earth.
1: Amen. That's uh, one of the most accurate things I've ever heard said to Shannon is from the pit of hell. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've got Timothy as well on Facebook saying, good morning to you all praying for you and the ministry, a precious celebration of the life of Dan on Saturday. Watched it and missed a little bit of it, but it was very well organized and loved the testimonies. My biased opinion and summed up Dan's life as a husband, father and grandfather, along with the spiritual servant leadership and witness. Uh, I, when I met Dan at every town hall in Columbus, Ohio, I loved it. Keep up the great calling and vision for the people and the lost souls looking for financial stewardship. Thank you, Timothy. I couldn't Mm. agree with you more.
5: That's great. And Timothy, uh, the good news is that that even though you missed a little bit of it, you can go back and you can watch the service um, on the website at financialissues.org or at FISM.tv. And it was a really great tribute to a really wonderful man, and he is missed so greatly here. Um, Amen. You know, just to go back and to see the foundation that he laid and, um, you know, with the hand of God all over him and his his family, he was just, he was loved so well and... We, we miss them greatly. So
1: Amen. thanks for that. Yeah, well said. Uh, Manuel on the website from South Dakota saying, good morning. I've been a partner for several years. I have trouble using the portfolio tracker. Just attempted to change my asset allocation model after changing to a different age bracket. I cannot generate any of the pie charts or tables and the software gives me the warning of no data to show. Can you provide some advice on how to restore the access to the charts? Thank you and God bless.
5: Yep, great. Thanks for that question. That's, uh, you know, lots of people, that will help lots of people. It's a very easy fix. Um, What you have to do is anytime that you change the age model from one one model to another model, all of the data that's in the sector column goes away, and you have to reset it. So unfortunately, you've already done it, but for anybody that's planning on doing it, I would take a screenshot or maybe jot down, you know, the sectors that are, they're matched up with the individual stocks because all of that just goes blank. It goes it starts it says select. So you have to go back and and for every position you have to rematch it to the right sector and then it will show up correctly whenever you go to the charts there. And if you have trouble with it, you know, what you can do is, you know, one of the things that Dan used to recommend was to group your stocks by sector. So if you don't know what they are, you'll have to unfortunately go to the broad list and, you know, look and see which stocks are where. And, and you know, it might take you a little bit of time to get everything matched back up. But it's a great learning experience too, because as you go to the broad list and you, you read those descriptions, you're going to have all of those ideas reinforced to you about why you own those companies and that it's not just, you're not just invested in the market, some vague concept that really means little to nothing to you that can go up and go down. What you're going to see is that you own real companies You know, you own oil companies, you own food companies, you own utility companies, and you're going to get to see a little bit about what they do. So um, really easy fix there.
1: Awesome. Thanks for that, Shanna. And we got Teresa on Facebook saying, thank you for continuing to include Dan in your discussion and labels. It brings me a feeling of stability. Teresa, I'm glad it does. And we'll keep on doing that.
5: Absolutely. You know, folks, and that the enemy meant for our harm, for our good, and for his glory. So where you are right now, it's really hard for us to look to God when we're on the mountaintop, when we're self-sufficient, when we have everything that we need. But when we come upon these trials, you know, the scripture tells us to count it all as joy. And that's really hard to hear when you're in a position like you've been in with, with so much loss in your life. What you can know for sure is that that loss was caused by the enemy. And the enemy is out there and he's always trying to bring destruction. But the Lord is for you. He is he is for your good. He has great plans for you. He has plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Uh, Plans for a future and for your good. So step one is to thank the Lord, just to thank the Lord that you still have breath in your lungs and that you still you are in a place to where you can look to him and he has all wisdom, he will impart all wisdom to you. So that's step one is get your eyes fixed on the Lord and off of what the enemy has stolen to you. The other good news is that the, that your father in heaven commands the enemy to repay what he's stolen. And so just claim, first of all, claim those promises for yourself and then just start, you know, from from the very basics. You know, if you, if you have income, um, you know, pay off any debts that you might have accumulated. Start to set aside some money uh, in case you know things uh, happen again, and you, you need to have some income if you lose a job or you have some emergencies. Have some emergency money set aside. Um, little by little, wealth grows. Little by little, you know, Lord, the Lord is so gracious that He only gives us one day at a time because you know that's really all we can handle. The Lord is in the present. He's not in the past, so we need to stay out of the past, and He's in the future, but He calls us to stay in the in the present. He calls us to stay one day at a time because He says tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. So just stay in today. Do what you can do today. Seek the Lord while He may be found, and just be faithful in those little things. You know, continue to give. Don't, don't forsake your giving. That's the one thing that the Lord says, test me in this and see, will I not be found faithful and pour out a blessing that you cannot contain? So it sounds like you need a lot of blessing in your life right now. So just, you know, take the advice of the Lord and do what he says, turn to him, rely on him, continue to be obedient in your stewardship, and the Lord is going to just pour out a blessing that you cannot contain.
1: Amen. Thanks for that, Shanna.
5: Yeah. Um... Let's see if we can get real quick to Tammy. Tammy's calling us from Arkansas.
11: Hello, Shannon. How are you? Okay. (laughs) Thank you for jumping on board and doing all you guys do. Um, I love CSM, C-I-S-M. And my question to you is that we have some investments in the bank, and we're wanting to use them and pull them out and put them into Timothy Funds.
5: Okay. It's the question, like, how to do that or should you do yeah. it? or Yeah. Um, well, uh, the first thing that you're going to have to do is you're going to have to open an account that can hold those kinds of investments. So if you just want to use mutual funds, you could, of course, open that at Timothy. Uh, if you're going to do it uh, somewhere else, if you're going to become a partner or if you are a partner and you're going to follow the asset allocation models, you need to open an account at a discount brokerage where you can First, go look at the model that you're going to follow and see what all is in there, and then make sure you open the account at a place where you you can purchase those things and you can hold those types of securities.
11: Okay. Okay.
5: I think that's answered the question. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling, and thank you for your support. Well, folks, wow, this went quick today. Um, <laughs> I was in the studio with uh, with all of the great staff here, with the board members. and I can tell you that the, that the there's so excitement, there's so much excitement here. Yes, there's grief. We miss Dan tremendously. We miss his wisdom. We miss you know, seeing him every day and hearing him every day. but we all have so much love and respect for him that we want to continue what the Lord has raised up through him and we're all committed to that. So, you know, we're we're seeking the Lord diligently, uh, consistently, and we're so excited for the direction that the Lord is gonna give us. And we're gonna continue to be here to the best of our abilities, Lord willing, to continue to support, support the partners. So hang with us. We know that you've been so patient up to this point. We're just asking for a little bit more patience and we're, we're working on a solution for the buy list, uh, we're going to start having some partner conference calls coming up. We're still going to continue on with the show for uh, an hour a day to take your, your calls and your questions. Jesus so hang with us. And we'll, see you to, you have, we'll see you on give Wednesday. It to the poor,
4: take up the cross. Follow me. It's not your money I want, I want
6: your heart. Thank you for joining us. This has been an FISM production. Do you know what you are supporting when you purchase mutual funds and stocks? Think about it. When you invest in a company, you make a decision to support the things that that company supports. And it may not be things that you agree with.
5: We had no idea that we were supporting things like abortion, gambling, and pornography.
1: Thanks to financial issues, we have changed all of that and have never felt better about our money. We are honoring God.
6: The best decision we have ever made. Financial Issues is a ministry teaching people like you how to invest biblically, responsibly, keeping your investments clear of companies that may support an ungodly agenda. Grow your money God's way. Learn more by going to financialissues.org. Become a partner, honor God, and take control of your finances, financialissues.org. Hi, this is Dan Celia from
4: Financial Issues. I hope that you will consider partnering with Financial Issues. One of the things that you're going to get from that is access to our buy list, access to our sell list, to be able to get alerts on a regular basis that are going to alert you to some things in the markets that you need to know. You're going to become educated about the economy. You're going to have access to instructional videos that can help you get started and see testimonies from people just like you that are going to help you realize that, wow, you can do this on your own. I hope you'll consider going to financialissues.org, partnering with this ministry. It's through your partnership that keeps us on the air. Would you go to financialissues.org, consider partnering with us today and seeing all the access that you'll have by doing so. And you're awesome, Dan. Um, I don't ignore the fact of what you do, the news you provide. Thank you, Dan. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you for all you do helping all of us out. I'm in the 45 to 55 range. Uh, I'm a new member this year and just starting to build my portfolio.
11: Hi, Dan.
7: I'm a new um, member. It's such a blessing. My regret is that I just didn't join earlier.
2: Hey, Dan. Thank you for your ministry and thank you for standing in the gap.
3: Welcome to FISM News, I'm Ian Patrick. And I'm Samuel Case.
0: Sometimes it's hard to keep up with the news of the day. At FISM News, we strive to report stories as clearly and simply as possible for your benefit. Stories that you need to know. Wall Street slipped on Monday as the spread
3: of COVID-19 forced more U.S. states into lockdown. In January, Putin unveiled a major shakeup of Russian politics along with a constitutional overhaul. The United Kingdom officially left the European Union on Friday. Food for Heroes is an initiative that restaurant owner Hugo Rodriguez launched in Spain in order to feed doctors and nurses who are fighting COVID-19. Facebook and Twitter said this week they had taken down a network of Russian-linked fake accounts. You can watch us on FISM.tv and by downloading the FISM app. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at FISM News.
2: Be not deceived. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap.
5: All right, it's 4 p.m. on Wall Street. Do
3: you know where your money is?
6: Well, welcome to Financial
5: Issues. I'm Shanna Bird. I'm continuing on for Dan Celia, our beloved founder who has gone into glory. And if you're watching, you know what the surprise is. I'm in the studio today, so it's just today. Don't get too excited. But it has been a great uh, time this weekend. We did have the service for Dan over the weekend. It was wonderful. It truly was a celebration of a life well lived and a race well run. And we got to celebrate Dan's life and all the work that he did for the Lord and rejoice for him that he is receiving his eternal rewards in eternity right now. So if you didn't get a chance to watch the live stream, I do believe that it's up on the website. You can find that at financialissues.org or FISM.tv. You can see uh, the service there. It was just a really great tribute to a really wonderful man. And we miss him dearly, and it is a bittersweet thing to be here in the studio getting to do the show live today. And we are live, so if you want to call in, you'll be maybe the first or second caller in the queue. The number here is 610-363-1110. We're also gonna be taking some social, uh, some questions if you or comments if you wanna post up there. We're live on Facebook. You can share us with your friends there. You can also watch from the websites or uh, the phone app. Uh, we encourage you to download that phone app so that you can take us with us wherever you go. You can be sure that you're never without financial issues. And if you're used to, to watching us or listening to us on the radio, uh, reach out and contact the place where you see us, and let them know that you want to keep financial issues. As we're going through this transition time here at the ministry, um, we want we are committed to staying here to building on the wonderful foundation that Dan has, uh, that the Lord has built through Dan's life, and uh, to continue to be a blessing and a support to our partners and to all the listening audience. We are intending to stay true to the principles that Financial Issues was founded on. In fact, we have a a board meeting happening here today, that, um, and I've got to visit with so many of the board members and the staff here, and everyone is just committed to continuing in excellence the legacy that Dan has left. So let's take a look at some financial issues this morning. So last week, we saw Uh, The market ended on a positive day. On Friday, the Dow rose uh, 1.47%. The S&P climbed 2.4%, and the NASDAQ jumped 3.8%. In spite of those strong closes,